The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium and we're talking organized team activities, aka OTAs today. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow my work at bleedinggreennation.com. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. Make sure you're subscribing to BGN on whatever app you're using to listen on, and of course, Leave those five-star ratings and reviews if you haven't yet. It really helps the feed, and we really do appreciate it. Okay, so it is Tuesday, May 21st, the beginning of OTAs for the Philadelphia Eagles. Today, we're going to have Doug Peterson speaking to the media. He was obviously much more chipper this time around when he had to answer questions about Carson Wentz after it was announced that Wentz would be a full participant, will not be held back whatsoever, and there's really no reason why he should be held back as the timetable that we were told for his recovery from the fracture in his back was approximately three months. It's been approximately five months since then, but it's good to see that he has not had a setback or anything that would keep him out. And look, this is important for Wentz. Last year, he was involved with a rigorous recovery process. He talked about it himself, saying how hard it was from that knee surgery. It kept him out of all of the work that he could have been doing on the field with his teammates during the offseason program. So having him there practicing in full should be beneficial for him. Peterson also had questions to answer about Malcolm Jenkins not attending OTAs. He, of course, gave as little as possible when it came to shedding light on that situation. He did point out that OTAs are indeed voluntary, but there have been rumors that Malcolm Jenkins is seeking more money, possibly at least more guaranteed money, as there isn't much in his contract as it stands right now. That contract runs through 2020. This year, he represents a $10.9 million cap hit, and as it stands now, he is the ninth highest paid safety, which is just behind Adrian Amos, who jumped from the Chicago Bears to the Green Bay Packers for a new deal during free agency. I don't think there is any doubt whatsoever that the Eagles should be eager to redo his deal to make him happy, considering what he means for this defense. Not only is he the cornerstone of the defensive backfield, but the guy didn't miss a single snap last year. He played a key role in providing feedback to Jim Schwartz when it came to what they needed to do to simplify the defense after they were hit with a rash of injuries. The biggest example of that, and I have a piece up on Twitter, is from the New York Giants game. And and again, I wrote this up on BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm going to bump it on Twitter. Brandon Lee Gouton retweeted it out, so check either of our timelines if you want to see that piece. But to elaborate on here for you, and a little bit of a film breakdown, Week 12, the Eagles have two busts in a row 
stemming from the defensive backs. Now, it's second quarter. The Giants are up 12-3. The Giants run play action. Chandon Sullivan takes the cheese and darts for the line of scrimmage. Meanwhile, the corner route from Sterling Shepard streaks right by him. Now, Jenkins recognizes this bust. He abandons his flat zone because the bigger threat is the deep route. This leaves tight end Rhett Ellison wide open in the flat. Manning dumps it down. Ellison rumbles for 20 yards to the Giants' 45. Two plays later, second and six on their own 49, the Giants go bunch to the backside. They go inside zone. Now, what this does, this bunch, it forces off coverage from the Eagles, and it also makes the box lighter. What you end up with is Barkley having a nice big bubble of space for that cutback. Craven LeBlanc also has a tougher angle based on alignment to attack the cutback. Remember, he's in off coverage there. He ends up in the same gap as Brandon Graham when he comes up. Now, this is followed by Barkley after a quick skirmish at the second level, taking it for the touchdown. So two breakdowns in two plays. Eagles down 19-3. to Jenkins goes to Schwartz on the sideline, basically says, we got inexperienced guys in our system drinking through a fire hose right now. We got to make this simpler. Schwartz took in that input, dumbed things down essentially. The Giants only end up scoring three more points for the rest of the game as a result, and the Eagles complete a comeback win. Not only that, Jenkins also saved them from points at the end of the half with an interception on Eli Manning. Now, what I'm trying to say here is Jenkins has been a leader and a mentor on the team and in the community. He's done everything the Eagles have asked and more, including moving some money around to save cap space when the Eagles needed it. I mean, the guy played 42% of his snaps at linebacker during the Super Bowl run when the Eagles were dealing with injuries there. He is invaluable to this team. And yeah, he's under contract. But other than that, I think Jenkins has a ton of leverage at the negotiating table, considering the depth behind him at safety. So if I can quote rounders here, pay that man his money. Now, some dates to look for regarding that situation. If a new deal for Jenkins doesn't get done by mandatory minicamp, and remember, again, OTAs are in fact voluntary, so who knows, this could just be Malcolm deciding to rest up. But if Malcolm misses minicamp from June 11th to June 13th, that probably means the situation is heating up. We're going to have more thoughts on that from Brandon Lee Gowton within probably the next 24 hours here as he's there at the Novacare Complex covering OTAs. Look forward to that. But quickly, I'll quote a tweet from BLG so you can get a taste of where he stands on this matter. This was tweeted out this morning, quote, Eagles can't use the we want to avoid setting a precedent of paying extra money to players who are already under contract excuse with Malcolm Jenkins. He's gone way above and beyond for this team. The president should be, you'll do whatever it takes to make that kind of player happy, unquote. I 100% agree. And BLG also has a live practice thread up on bleedinggreennation.com where you can get all of your updates on what's going on. So we got you covered from every angle here at BGN. So without further ado, the reason you came here in the first place was to hear from Doug Peterson. Let's not delay it any longer. Let's go to the podium. Wow, that's just right out of the gate, man. Um, Carson has no limitations. Uh, he's been working with the guys all off season, and uh, really looking forward to these uh, these next ten practices with him. Will, will you hold him back at all? Or will no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to hold him back. How important is it that he comes in ready to go right here without any limitations? Unlike, I mean, it's it's. Is it important? Yes. 
is it training camp? No. Is it the regular season? No. So we're we're still building as a football team. We're still, you know, we got new players. We're, we've 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 you know gone out and got a bunch of free agents that we're trying to get everybody. You know, everybody on the same on the same page. We got some rookies. So Carson, you know, we just got to get everybody. Uh, you know, this is this is the time to kind of get on the same page. You know, we're working through some things uh, schematically, offensively, defensively on special teams. Uh, is it important that he's out there? I, I do think it's important that he's there working with the guys. Um, and and so that's why I'm excited that uh, that he gets a chance to do that. Uh, workouts obviously are voluntary, but Malcolm Jenkins, who's typically here for these events, is not here. Uh, what indication have you gotten from him or his camp that this is contract related? Yeah, no, I'm you know obviously as you guys know, um, I'm not going to get into any kind of personal conversations that we've had, but um, it is a voluntary program, and and you know Malcolm was one of those guys that uh, you know leader of the football team and and um, you know not. Not concerned with him, and uh, you know we're going to keep our focus on the guys that are here and and, and get better today. And you, when, you, when you don't have a veteran like Malcolm here, though, what are the the conversations like to see how he's doing physically, keeping up with his training? What are those conversations? Like? You know, those are all things that uh, obviously private conversations with our with our players and and with our strength conditioning staff. But um, these guys are pros; they they understand their bodies, they understand that uh, when they are here um, that they're ready to play and, and ready to go and, and again he's um, he's a guy that uh, that I don't I don't have any concerns or worries about Doug Carson uh, told us in mid-April that the, the bone hadn't fully healed is this a, a sign that the, the bone is now fully healed or is that something different for what he's able to do now versus I mean he's there's no limitations on him you know he's uh, he's ready to go and and uh, you know just like any of our players that uh, I have gone through uh, an injury. Um, we're going to continue to monitor monitor them, and and uh, uh, but as far as he's concerned, there's there's no limitations on him. Doug, what's uh, Sidney Jones' status? Is he full? He's full. He's full go. Yeah. And obviously, with you know, um, I mean, you know uh, Ronald Darby and Jalen Bells and everything like that. I mean, is this kind of like a big spread for him? I mean, it, it's 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 big, but you know, again, he. He understands, uh, you know, his role and what he what he has to get accomplished this spring, and it's um, uh, it'll be a great opportunity for him, you know, to uh, uh, to take a step forward in his development, and and that's and that's what he'll do. So what about Rodney McLeod and the whole safety situation? I mean, you know, if he's not available, maybe short a little bit. Deficit. Well, I mean, listen, this, this is OTAs. This is not this is not week one, so um, I'm not concerned about that right now. You know, Rodney's. Uh, you know, my concern with Rodney is getting him healthy and getting him ready and getting him back out there. So uh, it's a great opportunity for, for the rest of the guys that are here and, and working and, uh, you know, just seeing seeing what we have depth-wise uh, on the roster. How does Zach Brown fit into the linebacker group? Fits nice. Yeah, he's a good, good guy and uh, fits well. What are your expectations for him this season? I mean, he's got to come in and learn learn the playbook, defensive playbook. Uh, he's a veteran guy that can lead, lead by example. Um, he's played a lot of games. You know, uh, it'll be uh, for us as coaches just to, to get him in the mix and, and see how see how well he um, can handle the information and how well he, he does with the defense. So uh, just looking forward to that leadership from him. Uh, Chris Long announced his retirement this past week. He said uh, publicly several times that you guys weren't able to guarantee him the same role that he had previously. Why is that? Well, again, those are private conversations. But, uh, you know, first of all, Chris helped us win a championship for, you know, and, and played tremendous for us for two years. And I uh, was excited to, to work with him and, and, and what he has uh, done and helped us do here. And, and uh, 
obviously, you know, with this personal decision to to step away from the game, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's a great honor for him. Obviously, the next next phase of, of his life, and and um, I wish him the best. Doug is an offensive coach, obviously. Uh, you have a lot of new playmakers. It's early in the process, but have you kind of thought about how you're going to manage personalities, how you're going to get everybody involved? And it's a nice problem to have, but it can be a difficult. Yeah, I think those are things we'll work through, you know, with, with, uh, with the next uh, few weeks, these offseason and uh, the OTAs. Um, this is the time of year we can we can do that, you know, and, and, and really a kind of experiment with the personnel we have on offense. Um and that's the exciting thing because we're not playing games for a while. So we're not game planning anything. We're, we're executing and, and trying to get better with our scheme. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the new additions on offense and uh, seeing how well they fit into what we're, what we're, uh, what we are as a team. Speaking of which, has Deshaun Jackson been around a lot and what sort of sense have you gotten from him? Deshaun's been here. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> you know, that's probably one of the things that, uh, uh, I was excited about with him, you know, that he's here and, and working with the guys and working with Carson. And um, I'm just looking forward to getting him out there and, and moving around and, and uh, you know, how, how much he's picked up with the offense, you know, through phase one and two and um, seeing seeing how, how best we can use him. Doug, you know, last year, the last couple of years, when all your quarterbacks were healthy, it was a pretty clear hierarchy. It was Carson and then Nick as the solid number two. How does Cody Kessler's presence and Nate Sudfeld's presence, is that dynamic still in place? Are they competing for the number two spot? I mean, it's it's uh, probably with any of our positions, but uh, at that spot, I mean, you know, Cody's obviously come in. He, he's, he's started games in this league, and, and uh, he, you know, his – his biggest issue now is just learning the learning the playbook, and he's only been here a short period of time. But uh, um, you know, he'll he'll get some opportunity this spring. Nate uh, Nate has an opportunity to, you know, really compete and, and solidify the number two spot. If you know, uh, much like Sydney, I mean, he gets an opportunity. It's a great opportunity for him uh, to do that. So, um, you know, again, there's going to be a lot of a lot of reps, you know, for these these quarterbacks to get. And um, you know, again, I, I think. And you guys have heard me say this before that uh, you know depth uh, brings a lot of competition, and, and at that spot, it's, it's no exemption. So, uh, looking forward to that. Apologies for interrupting Doug here, but we do have some bills to pay. We'll be back with more Doug Peterson as he gets into topics like Malik Jackson, the rumors surrounding Joe Douglas possibly moving on, players recovering from surgeries, not participating in OTAs, Mac Hollins's progress, cross training Jordan Mailata at both tackle spots his message to the team right now, and much more as he's at the podium during organized team activities. We'll be right back after this quick word. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Doug, you had mentioned previously that uh, looking at ways to use 12 personnel was kind of an off-season project. For you guys, who are some of the teams, whether NFL, college, whatever, that you can kind of look at and watch film just to you know, brainstorm different ideas on how to do that? Well, I wouldn't say there's necessarily one particular team. Um, a lot of teams use two tight ends, but you know, for us, it's just a matter of going back and evaluating our scheme. 
and some of the things that even we do with 11 personnel we can do with 12 personnel so uh, in creating creating new and exciting ways to uh, uh, utilize that personnel group who's out in the spring guys where, where you need to hold them out until training who are guys that are out? Yeah. Are there any players who just won't have all spring? Well, I mean, you know, the guys that uh, that had surgeries after the season. I mean, you know, we're just going to continue to monitor their monitor their their progress, um, and uh, you know, see where they are at the end of spring, and then obviously we got time before training camp to get them back. Oh, you want names? Obviously, Brandon. You know, listen, I you know, obviously we don't give out. Uh, uh, injury reports uh, at this time, but uh, I mean, you know, I could say guys like you know Fletcher and Nigel with their incidents at the end, Brandon Brooks. I mean, these are guys that you know we're just going to monitor and see uh, and and keep them, you know, keep them coming on their on their progression and um, get them get them ready for camp. Malik Jackson's a very vocal guy. What have you noticed about him from a leadership standpoint? He's been great. Uh, he's been great with that uh, with that group. Uh, he's been great in the room. Um, you know, again, he's another one of the, the new additions that I'm, I'm excited, you know, not only for OTAs, but I think once we get into camp and, and put the pads on and uh, get next to Fletcher and, and, and work inside. And um, he, he's just, uh, he, and he's, he's just a, a bright spot. He's very, um, the conversations I've had with him out on the field, you know, for during the spring, I mean, he's, uh, he's excited to be here. You know, and it's a, it's a great opportunity for him. There have been, there have been reports that uh, Joe Douglas is the Jets' number one Man, you are bringing up everything. For, uh, for their GM <laughs> vacancy, um, what has your relationship been with him over the last three years? What does he bring to this team? Joe's, uh, gosh, our relationship's been great. You know, it's it's like, a, you know, we've said before, I mean, you know, he's a big part of, of, of our scouting process and, and, and getting, you know, Getting the information we need through our scouts and and uh, you know uh, assisting us in, in in that area and um, you know he our process has always been a collaborative one. There's a lot of open dialogue, whether it's between me and Howie, Joe and Howie, the three of us together, um, our owner, um, and and he's really built that relationship and and uh, has done a good job for us. Are you anticipating him? I mean, at this time, there's nothing so. He's here. How do you feel about where Matt, Matt Collins is at in his development, especially after he suffered that injury and was in this last season? Yeah, Matt's another one that, uh, you know, he's continuing to, to rehab and, and uh, getting stronger every day. You know, he's another one I don't want to want to rush or put him out there too soon. And, and uh, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by his progress right now too. Doug, you talk about this team getting on the same page. I'm curious your message to your players ahead of OTAs. It's just it's one day at a time. I mean, this is the time we, we start to uh, – build the foundation you know of 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 our season and uh this is where we also get to see you know um the collaboration with the team and and sort of you know that that camaraderie you know right now and and uh, even though all the pieces aren't here i think we can really sort of interject the new guys to how we practice you know um and when we're not in pads and and uh it's 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 about getting you know, better each day and just focusing on today. You mentioned at rookie camp that you might cross-train Malata at left and right tackle. You made that decision and will you start right away with that? Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to cross-train him, you know, uh, from, from left to right. Um, he's been working a little right tackle, you know, in phase two. Uh, so it'll be, uh, it, it'll be a good, you know, for him and his development uh, and his growth uh, as we work through OTAs that way.
right. Thank you. So that's going to do it for Doug Peterson at Organized Team Activities, a.k.a. OTAs. Up next here on Bleeding Green Nation podcast, we have Carson Wentz at the podium. I'm also going to have a talk with BLG as he reports live from the Novacare Complex. We'll have a talk about what he saw today and also his takeaways from the press conferences as well. That's all here on Bleeding Green Nation. Thank you for tuning in. Gee, and...